It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. The name of the show, for those who don't know, it's Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. Just clarifying that. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Chucky G. I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited this evening because we are going to be talking about <clears throat> the Queen Mary. We have Miss Nicole Strickland. She's the founder and case manager of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society and also the author of a new book called Queen Mary Paranormal, The Haunted Legend of RMS. And she's a pretty cool chick, so there's that, too. She's cute. I'm sorry. I'm just putting it out there because I'm a single guy now. I don't know if she's single, hopefully. Uh, otherwise, if her husband sees it, hears this, he's going to kill me. But I'm sorry. I'm she's sure darn... like, I think you're allowed to say that somebody else's wife is cute. All right. Well, she's just, yeah, she's, mm -hmm. I've seen her. Okay. But we'll just get past that. All right. Anyways, so uh, what what's new? What what good things are new? <laughs> You're right. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. You know, just usual busy summer stuff. I yeah. wound up taking a little extra week off last week, uh -huh. rather unexpectedly. So thanks yeah. to Jess for filling in. I was looking forward to that too. I was really bummed. I know. I was freaking out because I was like, I just talked to her like the night before. What's going on? I was like totally panicking <laughs> and everything. I, I was really, really sick. Really, well, really, really sick. <laughs> well, I'm really sorry that you were really, really, really sick, but I'm glad you're really, really, really okay now. Yeah, I'm okay. And you look lovely. And no matter how well, much you make your you. face, I'm going to tell you you look lovely. So just deal with it, okay? Thank you. And Cheryl, your picture looks lovely. You're not moving. It's kind of creepy, but you look lovely. Thank you. you hey, no problem. Well, you uh, know, it was the, it was, she said that if it started to make that gargling sound, she was going to have to turn <laughs> off her webcam. It and did. As soon as she did, it was like, boop. Yep. <laughs> so apparently Cheryl knows of what, she, of what she speaks. Mm -hmm. But pretty soon, Cheryl, you have that new computer stuff and you're going to be like, bam, bam, bam. It's going to be a whole new show, isn't it? That's right. No more mm -hmm. weird audio gargling. <laughs> You were going to say no more weird shit, weren't you? I'll say it for you. <laughs> yeah, no more weird shit. We can say that on the radio, so I just said it. There you go. Thanks. Um, I got a new tattoo. It's I pretty cool. know. That's um, exciting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I went to the same guy. Um, uh, the name of the place is called Fallen Star Tattoo. They're in Batavia, Illinois. And if you ever want to get a tattoo and you're in this area, you got to go there because it's cool because not only are they really cool people, and actually I'm maybe going back there to do an investigation because it's a haunted also. Um they have, like, if you like horror, it's nothing but, I mean, the walls are just full of uh, horror autographs, and there's toys, and it's just it's just the coolest place ever. It's a horror house. And it's a horror every, house. Every place is a horror house. Oh, no, horror. <laughs> horror house. But, um, no, it's a really cool place. So I went to the same guy, Mr. Tony, who did my uh, In the Dark Investigations, who covered over one of the other old tattoos I had. Yeah. So this was the last one. All the old ones are gone now. We're all brand new. So there you go. Yeah, you know, I was trying to think of like a tattoo that I could get that wasn't cliche, but apparently I am a cliche. So, <laughs> well, it took me a while to pick like which one I wanted. I went with um because I like the Celtic cross too with the third eye in it. You know, it's yeah. kind of to represent the uh, psychic world and our spiritual world. And um, 
Uh, so I went with the uh, Egyptian cross with the uh, third eye in it, and it's it's really an awesome. An ankh? Is it an ankh? Yes, I believe that's what they call it. Ankh? Sounds like yeah. you're a duck when you do that. So yes. an ankh, ankh, that would be a goose. <laughs> yes. So I did think of I did think of something new. It's just been so long since I've been on the air. Uh-huh. Um, Jim had a paranormal experience. Oh, share share this. He had two. He, he's sitting right next to me eating the biggest mm-hmm. bowl of soup you've ever seen. <laughs> it's mounted over the top of the bowl. I don't know how that works, but it did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he actually said he had two in one week. But we were we were at a um, at a museum, mm-hmm. and they had it was a military museum, and so they had a lot of you know like guns and stuff. And I walked in, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, this place is the energy in here is." Something else. And so I kind of was wandering ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it had like these aisles. So you would go up and down the aisles and look at the display. So I was one aisle ahead of him. And I was standing there and he came walking towards me and he had this look on his face. And I thought, oh my God, he's had another heart attack. I mean, he just, yeah, I thought he was having a heart attack. I was worried. He looked so weird. Yeah. And he said, I think I just had an experience. So just a sec. Stop eating for a sec. I'm going to move my microphone over next to him, and he can tell you what it was. Go, Jim, go. Go, Jim, go. The actual item was a uh, an old flotation vest in World War II that somebody had been shot down in the over the Pacific in and had floated in, one of the yes. local veterans in this county. Mm-hmm. And it was just the weirdest feeling. It was like, like something moving right through me. And it just, everything got tingly. Chest felt tight. You know, like Karen said, I turned like a real ashen sort of pale shade like I was, you know, like having, having a heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that, that's, well, that's, that, you know, that's cool because, I mean, when you're dealing with the paranormal, that's exactly what it's like. It's it's just a form of energy that's just kind of like, yeah. you, you know, either it goes through you or even when it's like just around you or you you step into a room and the room has changed with that energy. You can yeah. feel like your goosebumps, your hair standing up. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's more than static though. Yeah. And he, static, said, he said he felt like he wasn't alone in his body and that it probably lasted for a good minute. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, he, yeah, kind of weird. And then what was the other one at Wellington that you had? With a uh, Pettit. Oh, uh, yeah, that you felt somebody standing there with their hands on I your shoulders. Actually, I could actually feel his hand on my back. Yeah, he could feel his <laughs> compressing on his back. Yeah. yeah, that's like the crazy feelings you get. When yeah, you get. so two in, two in two days. It was very exciting. Look at that. So we got the, the scientific thinker to have a little taste of the other side. That's good. Yeah, well, and, you know, he, he always jokes that he's kind of um, a brick wall. Yeah. When it comes well, to the paranormal, I never has any experience. So that was pretty cool. Well, I, it looks like the other side finally decided to give you a little taste so you're not that brick wall anymore. That's right. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have headphones on, so he can't hear that you said that. What, Jim? He said I got my cherry pot. He, he got his cherry pot. <laughs> okay, we'll be editing that, the show. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, it's okay. It's not dirty. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm just, I think it's exciting when people that don't normally get those experiences or have never had one get one because it's like just cool to watch them just like try to, try to form it in their brain. Like what the heck is going on? You know, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, so that was cool. And, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, you know. So, and then he also was a contributor to one of your stories for tonight, too, for The Strange and the Odds. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to lead off with that one because I I saw it and I I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, should I put it in there? Or I don't know, you know, and it has these other ones. And then you sent it to me. I'm like, all right, it's Kismet. I got to put it in there. So that one came from Jim. Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled one out just to put that in. So now it's pretty much. Really news of the strange in the eye with it's just like Moronville tonight. So Cheryl, you wanna go ahead and roll that please? When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange in the eye. Okay, so this is the one that, that Karen sent sent to me, which I saw that was from Jim also, okay? And it's funny because it comes from moron.com. That is correct, moron.com. And it's written by moron. That's all, that's all it said. That's all I could find. It's so funny. Okay. okay. And, you'll, and you'll understand why in a minute, okay? Woman claims she is in a sexual relationship with a Bigfoot. Okay. So Nancy Holger told how Bigfoot. Could we, how could we not I mean, have this be come part on, of I mean, our, our you can't show? Even, you can't even make this crap up. No. Okay, right, so yeah. Nancy Hogart told Bigfoot Tracker that she and the infamous Bigfoot have been in a sexual relationship since 2008 and are trying to start a family. Oh, that's wonderful. She claims that the Bigfoot lives in Madison County, Washington, and she first encountered the beast while attending to her marijuana. Isn't that wonderful? Bigfoot <laughs> was standing there eating all the buds off my plants, Hogart said. And at first I wanted to run because he's very scary. But I thought, he might eat all of my marijuana plants, and that's how and I, I used thought, to hey, he might be good in bed. <laughs> I to, that's how I make a living. I pointed my shotgun at him, and he put up his hands scared. That's when I looked down and noticed he had a huge erection between his legs. I hadn't gotten a wa- any in a, <laughs> I hadn't gotten any in a while. And wait, well, wait, there, no, 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 we need, oh we my- need background music, and you should have started it, <laughs> dear Penthouse Forum. I oh my God, that's okay. I I'm never gonna try to get this would happen to me, but I'm gonna try to get through this. I hadn't gotten any in a while, and well, from there it just turned into an adult movie. I don't know if he had started or I did. He did me from behind, which felt great. Yes, that is correct. That's what we just said on the air. Hogarth said the relationship blossomed from just sex partners into a deep love. Okay, so we moved into the deep love now. He is so sweet and caring. He brings me flowers and mushrooms. He holds me. I wonder if they're. The, Not those sure they are. Holds me when we stargaze. The only downside that he don't he don't speak English. That's what it says. He don't neither, speak English. Neither does she, apparently. <laughs> I have taught him how to say my name, but it's kind of garbling, and he, mis- he mispronounces it Nunse. Instead of Nancy, it's Nunse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that they're trying for a baby with no luck thus far, but she is confident it will happen, even though she is 52. Once I'm pregnant, Bigfoot, or John as I call him, ah, John, okay, uh. and I are going to settle down and live a quiet domestic life in my house. He loves living in the forest, but I'm sick with the long-distance relationship. Relationship. I have to commute for three hours to be with my man. It's getting old and gas is expensive. Hogarth says she's going to legally change her name to Nancy Bigfoot. That is correct. I will repeat that. Nancy Bigfoot. Of course, the big question will she reveal Bigfoot to the public? Will humanity finally have living proof that the mythological creature is real? Nah, Nancy says, regarding presenting Bigfoot to the world. Government science has just taken, dissect him, or tried to turn him into a soldier to fight ISIS or something. You know how the government is. She did say that she will sell pictures and samples of Bigfoot's fur through a website. 
she plans to set up. Now that the marijuana is the marijuana, now that the marijuana is legal in Washington State, I don't have any income. So capitalizing on my boyfriend's fame is how I plan to make money. At least she's open and honest about being just an absolutely scam scamming criminal. Oh my God! I can't. I I just. Oh my lord! Can't you picture Bigfoot like showing up at her door as a pizza delivery person, and you yeah. know, and the the music starts. <laughs> oh, he's probably gonna have to start working for like Domino's or something because you can't sell marijuana anymore. So he's gonna have to take up a job and domesticate himself. I swear that this is probably just some letter that somebody wrote to Penthouse Forum. Do they even have penthouse for him anymore? Dear penthouse, I, know. I never is... thought this would happen to me, but I was tending my marijuana field. Oh my! When I God. noticed that a Bigfoot with a huge erection. <laughs> okay, let's just keep moving forward. It's probably good that Cheryl's camera yeah. isn't turned on. Yeah, because she's making faces and she's rolling eyes. Oh, I can feel Lord. them in my skull right now. Okay, so this one here is even non-paranormal, but it's just so. Utterly silly um, that I have to I have to say it. Okay, two arrested after a meth lab remnants found in Iowa Taco Bell. That is correct. Okay, and the statement at the end is what I think is the funniest. Authorities say two men have been arrested after the remnants of a meth lab were found inside a Taco Bell in eastern Iowa. The Cedar Rapids Police Department said officers found two men outside the restaurant early Tuesday. One of them identified himself as a Taco Bell employee. Officers entered the closed restaurant and found meth lab remnants in a utility area. The men were identified as 31-year-old Christopher Matus and 56-year-old Kent Dubby. They were arrested and charged with conspiracy to manufacture methamphetamines. Um, Matus faces additional charges, including meth possession. Court records do not list attorneys who could comment for the men. Okay. Taco Bell in a statement that said that one of the men was an employee who is now fired. How dare they have meth labs in our Taco Bell? We're going to fire them. Well, I could have blown the joint up. Yeah, they said that the restaurant would be sanitized before it reopens. So you don't have to worry. You won't get stoned while you're eating your crunchy tacos, folks. But how could you not smell? Meth meth labs have a smell, don't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, how could they not know that that was going on? I don't know. I just thought it was funny they're saying, People well, are he, stupid. now that he got caught, we're going to fire him, and we're going to make sure it's really clean before we start making tacos again. Well, that would be probably a good idea, don't I, you think? I, I would like tacos with a side of meth, wow. please. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, what's this world coming to? And then the last one, um, this one is kind of like, you know, just, you know, we talk about as investigators – that you get permission before you go into places, okay? We've talked about this many, 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 many times, okay? So ways back in Lynchfield, Minnesota, there was a church that these people broke into, you know, trying to, you know, do their thing, okay? So there's a news update have come along in the case of the ghost hunters that were arrested in Lynchfield, Minnesota, for breaking and entering a church to ghost hunt inside. As previously reported on Examiner.com, a group of ghost hunters were arrested when they attempted to enter Nest Church after hearing the haunted claims of activity. While three members of the group have been charged, it seems that only two of the group, Joseph Porter and Kyle Hubber, have entered the pleas so far. Hubber was also charged with second-degree burglary, but these charges are most likely to be dismissed and the plea deal is accepted, if the plea deal is accepted. A fourth person was taken into custody for breaking into the church, but was subsequently released. No charges have been filed against her, but the case is still being reviewed. Despite the efforts of Ness Church to claim that the church is not haunted, they fear people will continue to try to capture ghostly evidence. 
The cemetery near Nest Church played key parts in the Civil War and is also a target for ghost hunters. Since these break-ins, the security in the cemetery will be increased with the sheriff's office being notified immediately of any suspicious activity. So, I mean, I don't know how many times these people, you know, you had places that were burned down because people broke in there. People get hurt when people die. It's like, what What don't these people get? I mean, I, I don't understand. And to me, that's not even, or they say ghost hunter. I hate that word anyways, but they say it like that. They're they're not even. That's not what they're doing. They're just trying they're, to. They're into it for their own entertainment. Right. Well, you know, it's like I have a friend who owns a hotel who talks about that people showed up, just showed up and said, "We heard that we heard that that crazy <laughs> shit happens here, so we're here to investigate." Yes. So let us in, and she was like, "Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what? And what? no, no, Hang that's on, right." Get... I... Go ahead. Why? Why would you just show up somewhere without an appointment or without? I don't understand how you would think you're going to get in anywhere. Yeah, you show up with like your truck full of equipment, a bunch of people. Hey, yeah, we're going to come in and do some uh, investigating. And you're like, I don't think so. It's like walking we, up to some we house do and have people do, door. Well, we do have people at, who come to the museum during the day when it's open, and you mm-hmm. can see them furtively carrying equipment around. But I think it's like kind of that amateur, you know, the the yeah. amateur ghost hunter. I mean, we're all amateur ghost hunters, but, you know, like the people who are interested in it. And so they just kind of want to see what they can notice. And what I would say to you people, if you would like to go tour haunted places and, and sort of see what happens, is don't pay attention to your equipment because you might miss what ac- what's actually happening around that you. That is so true. It's only, it's only an extra piece to the whole puzzle, you know. And... Uh, and and I have to say that you know if if okay we're all amateurs but some of us are right, right. try to take it seriously talented we're talented some of us are talented amateurs yeah we we try to be yeah. professional about it we go in with a, uh, a a game plan we're trying to either we're trying to help someone or we're trying to gather evidence um, and, th- and that way I I mean I call ahead of time I get permission we get forms filled out I mean it's all very you know methodically yeah. done you know I mean yeah. this just hey let's go into this thing and check it out man oops I'm sorry we burned down your building I'm so yeah. Well, I have no problem with people visiting public haunted places and even, you know, taking a, carrying a recorder with them or something. I don't have any problem with that. Really. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's great. If if you want to do that and you want to go, you know, like stay on the Queen Mary or if you want to go eat in a restaurant that you know is haunted and or things like that, that's okay. More power to you. Do it. But if you... You don't go and demand access or don't sneak in. Yeah, de- yeah, demanding access, that's really going to work really well, you know. That's just yeah, cool. and I, and it, but again, my suggestion is, is that, it, so even if you want to do that during the day, like if you want to come visit the museum, that's mm-hmm. great. We love having people come through the museum. Um, and if you want to bring equipment, okay, that's great too. But what I'm saying is that paying attention to your equipment may make you miss what's actually going on around you. That's true. Yeah, you know, you have to be in the moment all the time. You have to be in the moment. I mean, uh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, also, I just wanted to point out, um, it has nothing to do with what we're just talking about now, but it's, it's still in the paranormal realm. You remember Robert the Doll? We, we had the, yeah, yeah, Robert okay. the Doll. Okay, well, they're making a movie about him. Yes, they are. And it's probably not going to look like Robert the Doll. It's going to be like, you know, where they did Annabelle. Oh, no, yeah, they're going to, yeah. 
I mean, I, 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 all right, I get it. it. It's entertainment. I enjoyed it as entertainment, but you can't take it as any kind of seriously connected to anything serious, you know? But I saw it and I was like, and I'm like, oh, and then all of a sudden I saw the picture and I'm like, oh, okay. Robert, why would you need to do anything to Robert the doll? He is creepy looking enough as it is. Why would you need to do a thing to him? Well, yeah, I mean, I understand. Okay, so I understand with Annabelle because it's a Raggedy Ann doll. But still, if you just left the Raggedy Ann doll. And <laughs> yeah, but with, that it, could it creep out creepy. children yes. for the rest of their lives. I think it's still creepy. That's what I was going to say. I think that's really creepy. And then Robert the doll, that thing's just, I mean, when I saw what they were going to use, I'm like, no. You should just stuck with the, the the real thing because it's way creepier. Way Yeah. Creepier. See, and that's the thing is that some of these movies of actual paranormal events or places yeah. mm-hmm. are, are like what they did with the Dybbuk box, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. in, uh, what was the name of the The movie? Possession. The Possession. Yes. Why? The story itself is so scary. Yes, it is. Like when I watched, was it, I think, was it, um, the, was it The Haunting or whatever, the TV show where they actually did the, the uh, reenact, you know, they talked to the actual people and did the reenact. Yeah. That was creepy. I mean, that was really creepy. I mean, yeah. you didn't you really need to go all out. I mean, I understand if you're going to make a horror movie, then make a horror movie. But I mean, why do you have to say it's based on something that it's not even, it's so, I like to always say it's loosely based. Okay. So like one small iota of whatever is the real thing, everything else. Yeah, is- pretty much. Yeah. I understand it so. But hey, you know what? We're going to have fun tonight because we're going to talk about the Queen Mary. And I always wondered why the ghosts and ships, for some reason, I have this I have this fetish with haunted ships, for some reason. I think they're just really? really cool. Yeah, and I've never I've never got to go on a ship that's haunted. I mean, there's not really that many ships out here in, you know, Illinois that you can go on that are haunted. <laughs> well, wait, you have lakes there. You have Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah we have the Great the Lakes. lakes but- right. <laughs> <laughs> I like you did it with the, with the hands. You should see it. People is awesome. Yeah, but um, but I don't know if any ships that are out here that are haunted. If I'm incorrect, which I I'm I possibly that could be you know happening right now. Um, you know you can just write to me or send me a message on Facebook and say, no, Chuck, you're incorrect. Here's a ship. It's haunted, and I will go to it because I really. I mean, because the, the Queen Mary is kind of far away from me. You know, that's a little bit. It's a tad far. I know. I think the oh, Cheryl Chad should get married on the Queen Mary. That'd be cool. Well, anything. I think, ooh. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I heard, I heard some, oop, yeah, that'd be a good <laughs> idea, huh? Yep. <laughs> you like that idea, Cheryl? I do. The Queen Mary is a very cool place. Very cool. Well, I think well, good, Nicole, because we're going to be talking about it very yeah. soon. Very we're going to drain Nicole of all information on the Queen Mary. You know drain what? I it just, all. I just like remember. Queen Mary vampires. What now? I went to the prom with my ex-husband on the Queen Mary. Get out of here. Seriously? story. It was so cool, too. Yeah. And you know, there's another place, uh, California, I want to talk to someone about is the Whaley House. Well, Cheryl's yeah. been there. Oh, yeah. Have it? Of, yeah. of course, yeah, Cheryl's have. been everywhere. She's been to Whaley House. She's been to oh, yeah. Whaley Hills. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I used to live in SoCal, so... Um, Waverly, uh, Waverly. I mean, um, Whaley House, <laughs> Queen Mary, right, right, Dang it. right in my backyard. Yeah, Yankee yeah. Gym, man. I know all about that Whaley mm-hmm. House, man. That place is. I, uh, 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 I'm having aneurysm <laughs> right now. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, I just get like I want to go there. So yeah. I need to. I guess I need to spread my wings. I just need to get in the plane do. and fly and quit being a baby. And and if That's I have to right. piddle a little, I'm flying. I'll just piddle. At least I'll get where I got to go. Thanks for that That's imagery, right. Chuck. 
TMI, baby. I'm going to make sure that I'm never on a flight with Chuck. <laughs> wow, thanks. Well, I guess it's it's the time. Is it time for a break right now? It is, is time for a yes. break, but I was waiting for you to finish up with your piddling on a plane story that was okay. held so rapidly fascinated. I'm, I'm <laughs> done piddling on the plane or pooping in the plane or anything. All right. So um, we're, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Nicole Strickland, and that should be a lot of fun. So, hey, don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal straight talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Hi, this is Amy Allen from The Dead Files, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Uh, hello? This is burning all water radio in the dark. I don't know if they hear that or if that's just us <laughs> hearing that, but... 
What we're That's hearing a, for the bumpers and things is it sounds like somebody's gargling or like gargling. remember when you were in school, like in grade school, and they would show a film and the guy yep. the film would be like That's exactly what we're hearing, folks. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your host Karen Frazier and me, the lovely Chucky G. The, on the lovely hate radio. and talented Chucky G. Oh, why thank you. We have the lovely and talented Miss Nicole Strickland, founder and case manager of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm great. How are you characters doing tonight? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Whoa, characters. I like that. You know, we yeah. were doing shots before the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, the shots is... we were doing were vitamin B because we're yeah. old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what yeah, I am. I if, I was if I was drunk, it'd be way bad. It'd be way worse. Trust me. That's okay. Okay, oh, I'm fine just, tonight. This is just us normal. Yeah, this is normal, Chuck. So, anyways. So, hi. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. I'm awesome. awesome. Yeah, okay, so let's... So let's let's take let's go back a little way, shall we, Nicole? Let's go back to why we're in the paranormal and how we got in the paranormal because that's always interesting to everyone. So let's just do that really quick and then we'll get out to all the good stuff. All right, I'll try to be interesting. Well, you know, for me... <laughs> I have to say that I was born into the field. You know how we just have like innate interests and yep. innate an innate passion for something. I think yep. that describes me. I've I've so I have that. Plus, uh, ever since I was little, I I could remember as far back as about two to three, which is and I'm 36 now. So you know I'm getting old. So oh yeah, know. oh <laughs> so old. Jeez, you are the youngest person on this oh, call. God. Go on. Yeah, really. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I, well, I was born in Huntington Beach, which is a little beach town about an hour north of San Diego. And then my dad got a job in Las Vegas. So I lived in Las Vegas from about one year to seven years old. And then we lived in a, a new development, but as you know, we don't know, you know, the land, obviously, being southwest. Some, you know, I don't, possibly 1800s, gold rush days, whatever, Native Americans, whatever, um, you know, inhabited that land. But for some reason, our home was quite active. And I remember having experiences as far back as I can remember. I don't uh, think it was your home that was active. I think it was you that was active. But go on. Really? Okay. Yes, but do continue. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, hey, that's a new theory. Let's welcome it. Why shouldn't you know? Why shouldn't we? <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, but then that plus my just innate interest in the field, and I remember, I mean, as far back as high school, I obviously the internet was just coming out. I believe it was my senior year, but I mean, libraries. Whenever I go to a library, I'd always go and try to see if I could check out books about the paranormal get my hands on any articles, you know, when the internet came out and trying to analyze photos, that sort of thing. So the interest was always there. And then um, after my grandmother's passing, and I had a very, very unique experience with her uh, spirit when I was attending the University of Arizona. And that one experience is what really catapulted me into investigating the field as I do today. So I've been actually out in the field investigating um, since about 2002. Mm -hmm. And every investigation, I learned something new. So I, I do consider myself 
a student of the paranormal because I'm one of those that I firmly believe there are no experts in the field. <laughs> you would be Yeah, that's so true. You would be correct. Yeah, there's experienced people, but not experts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, out in the SoCal area, it just seems like more so the LA area. Not to not to shoot it down. It's a it's a great area, but sometimes in the paranormal research field, there's a lot of drama and ego that exists. Oh, yeah, so, that's only in uh, California. No, but nowhere else. <laughs> no, it's it's it's. Like, I'm telling you, it's other places too. But I'm just oh, saying, it runs rampant out here. It's just it does. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you and I sat on a panel together in, um, was it like May, I think? May? No, in April. April, yeah. yeah. So a few months ago now. But yeah. when when you spoke, it was interesting to me. And, of course, we were on other opposite ends of the stage. Right, <laughs> so, I know. It's like, uh, wait, you're, you're way over there. That was so weird. Anyway, but... Um, <laughs> But what what struck me about you is that I think that you and I have very similar, except that, you know, I'm like about 15 years older than you. But other than that, we have very similar uh, backgrounds whatever. and philosophies and, yeah. and approaches to the paranormal. And um, so, of course, because I think I'm wonderful, that impressed me. So why don't you share a little bit of what your approach is and, and why why you do this and how you approach it? Great. I, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different Southern California teams. Um, and I've always wanted to have my own team and that came to fruition in 2009. And that's when the San Diego uh, Paranormal Research Society came to be. But I, I really do feel, like I said, there are no experts in the field. And I really feel that you have to have a certain mindset when approaching any type of work with spirits. I mean, it's not just, you know, you're not just putting your physical body into it. You're putting your, your spiritual body, your emotional body, your mental body into it. And I think that there are certain um, ways to approach it that are better than others. I, I, I really strongly believe in teamwork. I really strongly believe in collaboration. And something that I see... Uh, in the field a lot of as we all do it's just this competition type of nature where you know people are striving to be the center of attention and it's like oh well their opinions better than this this team member's opinion and and oh well I'm right and you're wrong it's like you know what if this field is not based on on science even though we apply science to it even though we have scientific methodologies that we utilize it's not it's not proven. I don't think it will ever be proven. And I'm not out to prove it. I'm just out to try to discover what's what's out there. And I think, you know, people that because of that, I think it just people are people forget that, I think. And basically, if, if, if you're working in a field that is not proven, that's basically gray, not black or white. How can you sit there and say, well, you know, how do you know you're right as to, if, as to say to the other person that I'm not even making sense. Two wires, eat, eat, they connect there. But how can you sit there and say that one team member's right and the other's wrong? I mean, it's just, I think that that's where a lot of people individually and teams falter is that they go into this investigation uh, even for the wrong reasons, I find, and I know I might sound horribly cynical here, but I'm, 
I do this work because I have passion for it. I want to help people in the best way that I can, you know, those that are afflicted with, with possible paranormal phenomena, using my knowledge, other people's knowledge, I want to help them in the best way that I can. And if I can, I will find someone that can possibly do better than, than me. It's just, you know, I, I just have a passion for helping people and I, I have a passion for working with spirits. There's so much out there. And I think when if you're if you're in it for egotistical reasons or other type of reasons, exploitative reasons, I just think that it it, it just puts a wrench in in the whole entire field. And so I know I'm rambling right now, but no, no, you you've expressed yeah. it very well, and I actually I you know, I- <laughs> that's, you you I feel like you do the same thing I do, and you approach it with love. Yeah, exactly. That that's. Well, better than me, absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I think that, and what you say is so true because you know what people forget when they're in the paranormal um, right. uh, field is that uh, even even though we're trying to help people too, you got to remember uh, we're dealing with uh, people that are just don't have physical bodies anymore. So the spirits, I think, are very important to this whole mix. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing we're trying to do is we're trying to. Uh, uh, well, actually, it was funny because to me, uh, as I get farther into this, it's like I think that we, we we're just reconnecting with them. I mean, we're always connected to them. You know what I mean? As, as souls, we're connected to the other side all the time. So when people say, "Oh, I'm just trying to connect to the other side," we're actually technically you're already connected. You're just trying to figure out how to reconnect to be able to verbalize, communicate, and do whatever. Would you agree to that or? I actually would. I mean, one thing that comes to mind when you say that is universal consciousness, and I believe mm-hmm. that every single one of us is connected in one way or another. Yes. Yeah. And, and as we, yeah, as we come and go, I mean, it's the same. Right. So. So I like the way you put it. Thank you. And you know, uh, I, I, I feel too with spirits. I don't care if they're lower level entities. I don't care what they were in life when they were of body. You know, they may have done some not so nice things in life they're gone now they're deceased they're gone treat all energies all respects with or all spirits with respect that's my motto so i appreciate that i'm right there and that's a good (laughs) motto too by the way oh look we have a we have a question oh surprises from bob i just can't believe that he would ask you bob is so interactive with our guests we enjoy that about bob awesome so so what is Bob's question here? Because I can't see the whole screen. Oh, do you want me to do it? Yeah, can you do it? I can't. I'm yep. Since we incarnate here with tasks and lessons to learn, do you think many of us are in it now because we are here to help? In I think by in it, he means in the paranormal now because we are here to help souls remember that they are eternal. You know, that's actually a really good question. I, I believe, I mean, I... I don't know the best way to answer this, but I do believe that there is a reason why people are, are out there doing the work that they do. And I think that this could be possibly one of them. Absolutely. Among, you know, this among others. I, I And I, I just think like nowadays, you know, people attribute, oh, it's because of the TV shows that came out in the early 2000s. That's where all of the interest came from. Yeah, I, I would say that that's part of it, but I think that there's another universal reason why we're all in this. Mm-hmm. It's I just, agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially as old-timers. 
because when I was in the paranormal, when I first started out, there were no TV shows. There was nothing like that. Right. There was any of this equipment. That's no, we out. had to go to the library to learn stuff. Yeah, I had to read yeah. books. And I, 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 my equipment was a, I think it was a little cassette mini recorder and a pad of paper and a pen. Then that's great. You know, that's, that's awesome. It. Yeah, but I, I like the flashy yeah, lights. I want to give Universe credit for, for this, too. I think the, in some way the universal intelligence is helping us. Mm-hmm. in our investigations if that makes sense so, i yeah. absolutely think so too i think it's all part of a plan and yeah, exactly. i do i do think it, it's part of the plan to help spirits um absolutely. you know in whatever whatever way that is but also to help people who are living spirits as well because absolutely. you know people when you when you have these conversations even if we don't know exactly what's going on when you have these conversations and people hear it and you have them in polite society where people are not used to hearing people talk about it in a rational way, I think it, it makes you at least consider the possibility. For me, it did. It makes you consider the possibility that you have a soul. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you yeah, Absolutely. Get, I mean, don't you agree? You get as much out of it as the spirit does. It's just sort of like, you, you know, Karen, you told me, like, you know, when you, when you let someone help you, you're helping them. It's yeah. kind of the same thing with the spirit world, you know, um, especially, well, since most of us are psychics here anyways. Um, but, you know, that's that's how it is. That's how I feel it is, too. Like, I'm communicating to them or trying to get whatever to someone else, but in, in a way, they're helping me. Or it's, a, it's, a, it's a transfer back and forth, you know. So. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. I, I so completely I, agree. So I have a question. There's a, I have, like, a list of all these things, you know, uh, we could talk about and such. Plus, I have my own list because I'm very... Uh, no because movie. he actually prepares, <laughs> he prepares for interviews. So, That's um, awesome. but I mean, we get into the Queen Mary. Um, but what is Rancho Buena Vista Adobe Tours? Oh, this, uh, okay. <laughs> Great question. A- another one of my loves. Uh, we have been doing uh, historical slash paranormal. So basically, what that is is by taking a look at the history of the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe. We apply paranormal investigation techniques um, for the public, and oh. it's what once a month. That's the well. Right now, it's the third Friday of each month. Mm-hmm. We have two tours, a uh, seven p.m. and a nine thirty, and it's actually a fundraiser for the Friends of the Adobe. So it feels really, really good um, to give back. But the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe is one of the best, last best preserved land ranchos so it's in vista california which is about maybe 25 minutes north of san diego and basically vista was basically the ancient site of an indian village Mm -hmm. so um i believe it was 1834 um to 1836 the mexican um administrator um pio pico um no i'm getting the wrong guy it was actually in 1845 felipe subria petitioned of the mexican for the Buena Vista land mm-hmm. and he had squatted there for about I think it was like around 10 years and so uh, in 1846 he received about it was a little bit over a thousand acres that became the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe uh, and there's another um, there's two other ranchos up there Rancho Guajome and Rancho Vallecitos de San Marcos mm-hmm. but the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe is the one that we've been giving tours at for Oh, man, about three years. And it originally started out as a little uh, tour once or twice during the Halloween season. 
Mm -hmm. it, it got popular and, and people really uh, admired it. We had some write-ups with different newspapers, so that, you know, gave it some attention as well. So yeah. a lot of, it's a beautiful, I mean, a beautiful adobe. They have a lot of events there, including weddings. It's a really popular spot for weddings. Um, but many, many, many uh, historical uh, people of San Diego actually lived there at one point. Um, several several had it has a huge list of several owners uh -huh. um so the city of vista bought it i want to say gosh i forget what year that was i can't remember the year off the top of my head but it's it's it has intense history and it's you know there's there's some quite a bit of paranormal activity there at the past i would say six months we've been making communication with one of its spirits named Juan Gonzalez. And if you go on our website, San Diego Paranormal Research dot com, mm -hmm. and you go on the tours tab, you'll see um, a drop down list. And if you click Rancho Buena Vista Adobe, that's a good place to start. There's access to a couple of articles, and then we have um, some some of our most compelling audio evidence um, mm -hmm. from our tours and and whatnot. And it's the tours are not like fifty people. We're talking yeah. about. 10 people per tour because of all the artifacts and everything but it's a great great way to to give back to the city of vista and and the rancho buena vista adobe so that's cool i think that's, yeah. that's awesome all right so yeah. we're going to try to get into this a little bit right before we go to break but i just want to okay so 1936 may 27th oh yeah the maiden voyage the hms queen mary took off as a passenger liner because uh, it first was a passenger liner, correct? I think until uh, the yeah, war in 1939, um, right? Yeah, RMS Queen Mary, a yep. uh, luxury cruise vessel prior to mm -hmm. World War II. Right, yeah. after that, then turned into the Great Ghost. So, and then after World War II, she then regained her luxury cruise days until retirement. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. So how did how did you get involved with that? How did you get involved with the Queen Mary when the cruise oh, ships ever? So I went to the University of Arizona in 1997 to 2001, and mm -hmm. my very dear friend, Lauren Eichenauer from, from college, her and I, our junior year, decided, hey, on spring break, let's go on a three-day cruise that goes to Catalina, Ensenada, and a day at sea. Well, interestingly, there's a cruise terminal, Carnival Cruise Terminal, that's right adjacent to the Queen Mary. So I remember uh, that spring break, and I, you know, we were—I was back in San Diego because obviously I had a week off. So of course I come back to California, right? So uh, I spent the night at uh, Lauren Lauren's parents' home in Huntington Beach. They live in Huntington Beach too, coincidentally. Um, that's where I was born. So the night before the cruise, and I remember Lauren and I packing and so excited. And the next morning, her mom drove us to the carnival cruise port to embark on our cruise and that's that was my very first glimpse of the queen mary i remember sitting in the back seat and as we drove on queen's highway past the ship i remember looking and i was like oh my god something about that ship just called me and i remember thinking these exact words i will be back someday so lo and behold that came about 2004 the end of 2005 mm -hmm. and uh, I you know I, I don't know if words can accurately describe my love for the Queen Mary and this is ex this extends to 
former crew, former passengers, and other people. She just, call, I mean, she just connects with certain people. As certain I get people it. Connect yeah. With her. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people. So I remember yep. the very first time that I set foot. It was just a visceral, visceral feeling I had in my body. And the first thing I thought was, I have been here before. Don't know what that means. But, you know, so ever since then, I mean, not only have I studied the history of the ship, I'm, I'm like a student of the Queen Mary. I read as many books as I can. I, I study her history. But I've been conducting paranormal research there for um, about 10 years now various areas of the liner so and I you know you said I know I don't know how much time we have until break uh, just like about two minutes but yeah. okay so. I, I can get this in you know I earlier you you were discussing how if I got this right about you know people going into a historical place and and demanding that they have access Oh yeah, I, yes. I'm very strongly against that I, you, you know we are not paranormal investigators are not entitled to get access any more than anyone else into a historical site. And the Queen Mary has seen this problem. There is a select group, a few little click here in Los Angeles, not going to mention names for confidentiality, that feel that they just are so entitled to the Queen Mary that they can just go on the ship whenever they want and investigate what area they want, regardless of what rules the ship has. And so, you know, it's caused some problems here and there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, even if you don't have an official investigation plan, and like I said, if you want to investigate the Queen Mary, you, if any teams out there are listening, get permission, you know, contact the ship and get permission. If you do not, you will get thrown out. I'm going to tell you that right now. And it's respectful to the historical property to get permission to investigate. But if you, even if you just go... For the weekend or, or stay a, a couple nights on the ship, you can, you know, do a little mini investigation of your stateroom. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And each room has a story to tell. And mm -hmm. then you can start piecing together the puzzles. So, I mean, pretty much any area of the ship is fair game when it comes to uh, history and experiencing something paranormal. So... Very cool. cool. Yeah. So let's yeah. do this. Let's let's go to break, and we can come back and start talking about some of the specifics of the Queen Mary when we come back. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy. Discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. 
starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You gotta know, you gotta get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hey, this is Steve Deshavi from the Dead Files. You're listening to Paranormal Underground in the Dark. Hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your host, Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. We're talking to the lovely Nicole Strickland about, well, all things paranormal, but now we're going to hit on to the Queen Mary, or as I like to call her, the Grey Ghost, because I think that sounds cool, <laughs> actually. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to just touch on a couple of the places or the main uh, activity centers of the Queen Mary that I know of. Um, first being the stateroom B340. Okay. Which is, I believe it's not even, they, they don't allow that to be, uh, uh, I guess, rented out or whatever. People can't stay in that room now because of all the activity. Is that true or is that like a rumor? It's actually, um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding B340. And uh, right now, there's no room number on it, but um, basically, a lot of what is said about the room, there have been rumors that uh, people have been murdered there, mm-hmm. um, suicides have taken place, um, a lot of that, in my opinion, and you'll hear this from other people as well, uh, a lot of people feel that that was fabricated by Disney when it uh, managed the ship back in the, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s. I forget the exact year span. And so a lot of they've fabricated these rumors about the room just, you know, for publicity and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, you know, they one of the claims was like, oh, the cleaning ladies never wanted to go in there and... and clean the rooms because of the activity well they didn't ever have a cleaning crew during that time i mean the b deck the conversion let's see the ship has undergone many different conversions and Mm -hmm. so from um post-war the post-war conversion back into a luxury liner um B deck i think if i I, you know what I, i don't remember exactly what staterooms on b deck if any were in that area, but to my knowledge, there weren't staterooms at the time on B deck yet. Those came later, and the room has never been rented out, to my okay. knowledge, um, for many years. So there are a lot of discrepancies. Um, Pat Wheelock is an investigator, and he used to do a lot of work on the Queen Mary with Beyond Investigation magazine. Great guy, great team. So they were responsible for coming in after uh, a, a famous TV show um, investigation of B340. And so they came in and um, 
basically tried to recreate what the show captured and of course got results that suggested that um, the show faked evidence. I think we all know which show I'm talking about, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to relay the name on air just for my own protection. But um, so there's a lot of discrepancy regarding B340. I think, you know, obviously it's any area on the ship has energy. I've been in B340. I've investigated it before. I've captured EVPs. I've had some personal experiences. But a lot of what you hear is not necessarily true. It's not true at all. I think that that stands for almost any well-known paranormal. Right location yeah. you know that the the legends you hear the typical legends because people need the drama to explain the ghosts and you don't necessarily need drama to explain ghosts do you no see that's just <laughs> it drama and ghosts do not mix it's just i don't get it no, I, just I was don't. i was i was a little excited about it I, i'm not gonna lie you know i thought it was well i mean you know what it's a great little space and you know it's pretty much you know empty right now mm-hmm. so i mean it's um so uh, all right well let's all right so let's let's move on to another area then so hopefully this will stand true but i'm, I'm kind of curious because one of the main things like when i saw the i saw the uh show with peter james when he came on to the queen mary right um which is the first class swimming pool area Oh, which yeah. I find which I find interesting because they never said there were any deaths of passengers or civilians on the ship, but yet you're getting like the voice of a little girl and stuff. All right, so let's either uh, explain or dispel or whatever the information about that area because I know that was supposed to be a really act- active a- area as well. Oh yeah, the former first and third class pool. It became the third class after World War II um, when or. Right, not at, well, yeah, obviously after World War II, but when jet travel became the primary means of travel for very wealthy, more second and third class passengers traveled on the ship. So then that's when they opened the, the pool area, the um, grand pool area opened up to uh, third class passengers. The reason it wasn't a second class pool because is because the second class did have their own, its own pool. Uh-huh. So... But basically, forensic record, I mean, in regards to the famed little spirit who I have, over the years, have developed a a nice little rapport with, her name is Jackie. A lot of people are like, well, you know, uh, why Jackie? I mean, is it like a a thought projection because so many people go in there calling out for her? You know, I've thought about that over the years, but she has answered that that is her name, whether it's Jacqueline or Jackie. Some people think that, um, you know, she's made up because of some psychokinetic force. All the people going in wanting to speak to Jackie, so some she's some tulpa or thought wow. projection. You right. know, uh, in my opinion, of my years of, of working with her, I, I do think that she's uh, a real spirit. And I think that she's someone that has been given a high role in the spiritual world on the ship but there forensic evidence wise there's no forensic evidence at all to suggest that a young child uh, died by drowning or by a broken neck another legend is that one of the girls slid down the the railing of of the pool stairs Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of look like a little X formation you go up to one level and then you go up again 
Yeah. Uh, there's no evidence suggesting that, but the pool seems to be a hot spot for a lot of other energies. Let's see, in my experience, um, there's there's a lot of residual um, evidence, but a, a lot of intelligent as well. Even prisoner, a couple prisoners of war have mm. been seen in there. In the women's changing room area, there's a, a, a male spirit that's very territorial of that of that area. So whenever I go in, I always say, you know, it's me just for a visit. You know, I don't mean to be intrusive. I'm just visiting. Um, so there's there's about I would say if I had to count, probably about eight eight known spirits that frequent that area. So wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I was hoping that it was there was some true I mean, because I, I know when you're watching things on TV or your DVDs, you know, you got to take into you know, respect what you're watching. But I always liked Peter right. James being a pretty honest guy, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I've, the, I've the, never. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No, and I said you know, when you're hearing like when he, when he's talking, you can hear her talking back. I mean, that's just phenomenal. That's it's really cool. Yeah, you can she's, hear that. For some reason, Jackie's very, very interactive. And I think that in life, um, she was one of these very precocious, very intelligent little girls. And, you know, I've often wondered if perhaps she's really a woman and comes back as a child. I mean, you I know, I wonder about that with a lot of spirits, actually, that yeah, that's just their yeah. preferred way of coming back. Right. Um, but she's, I've had interactions with her. She's communicated with me. Um, she's, uh, again, I'm going off on a television show. I don't mean to. But uh, in October of 2014, there was a popular show on a popular network that portrayed the Queen Mary as being a ship with evil forces. <laughs> I will state for anyone listening that that is a sacrilegious thing to say about the Queen Mary because the Queen Mary has done so much for humanity. It has helped save, save women or men, women, and children. It helped lessen the duration of World War II. It literally helped uh, bridge a, a good relationship between Britain and the United States. I mean, that ship has done so much. And yes, it's seen death. It has seen tragedy, but that doesn't equate to it being evil or being a ship with evil forces. I'm sure there is energy on the ship that is not maybe not so nice or, mm -hmm. or um, you know, angry or, or upset because of what happened to that to them. But I mean, it you know, it, it and, and not only that, the show portrayed Jackie as being a devil or not the devil, but um, evil, 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 evil. And I'm like, you know what? I cannot tell you how far from the truth that is. That is just wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you see how passionate I get about this. Yeah, no, that would I understand because as you yeah. know, I'm I'm very passionate about a few places myself and 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 you you come to when you interact with spirits on a regular basis, the same spirits. It's just like if you interact with a person on a regular basis and you come to know them and love yeah. them and respect them just like you would a living person. And right. so when you then have people come in and walk through once and because they're coming from their own um, framework, which might be, you know, deeply religious, so everything like that is satanic, or, you know, things like that, it, it, it is very frustrating. So, oh, I, I have a question texted to me from one Patty Valdez, who I do believe you know. Oh, Patty. 
she Hi. says, tell, tell her I say hello and ask her oh. what is her favorite time of year to be on the Queen Mary. Oh, great question. Oh, man. You know what? For me, I know this is going to sound silly, but I'll take any day of the year. But I really do love the ship in July because it is the anniversary of um, one of basically one of the ship's uh, documented deaths who does still appear in, in spirit form. Um, his name is John. Um, out of respect for the family, I, I, I've said his last name before on on radio shows but just out of respect for the family I'm not going to say his last name but his name is John he was an 18 year old crewman that uh, passed away tragically in watertight door number 13 on the starboard side of the ship in the aft engine room on July 10th 1966 it was uh, he was found trapped um, in watertight door number 13 so I, I especially like going in July, and then I would have to say, you know, just because of the time of year and fall, I really like fall. I would say October, November, and July. There you have it. <laughs> there nice. you go. That's, right. Shaft, uh, that's Shaft Alley, right? You're talking about the door 13? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, Chuck, Chuck likes the Queen Mary. He's a little jealous. <gasps> and he can't, oh, he my can't goodness. Be there. I can't wait for you to come down. You know, I actually took some time to pull up. Um, I'm writing a new book about the ship, and I'm going to feature a chapter on, or one of my chapters talks about B340. And I wanted to say that um, what I didn't mention before, um, there basically, according to Cunard Lines and ship's records, there's absolutely... Uh, no record of any person, male, female, adult, child, ever being found dead in cabin B340. Also, um, regarding the cleaning crew, um, there's rumors that the cleaning crew on a daily basis wouldn't clean the room because of the activity. They have not, the ship has not had a cleaning crew assigned to B340 since 1967, which is the year it came into Long Beach. Okay. Are there so, are there are there other right. um, myths or legends that you would like to sort of dispel while we're on this subject regarding the Queen Mary? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. B340 is pretty much the big one. Um, I can't. There's there's a and in one of the there's five boiler rooms on the ship, and of course the machinery has been stripped out obviously in the Long Beach conversion. But, of course, the boiler rooms are still there, and they are popular spots to investigate, specifically um, boiler rooms uh, 5, 3, 4, and 5. 5 is actually part of the X Hall, uh, where they have, like, exhibits now and where they hold conferences and that sort of thing. That The X Hall is part of the former um, forward engine room that's actually gone now. The aft engine room only remains. But three and four are uh, basically have the boiler room look. It's very dark and eerie in there. Just it doesn't have any equipment. Uh, some people feel that there's a, a really, really mean negative energy somewhere in the boiler room. Um, I'm not so sure. I've never felt it. I mean, it could be there. I just have not ever come into contact with it. But sure. I can't think of really any other. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, you have sent some EVPs. 
Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, Cheryl, are you ready? Ready. All right. Well, I'll let you lead the way with the EVP since you have them in front of you, Cheryl. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. Yes. Sean, are you back here? Yes. Sean, are you back here? Is it the yes? Sean, are you back here? Yes. That's really clear. Yes. Very clear. Yeah, actually, um, the current, the paranormal ambassador of the ship right now is is a colleague of mine that has a team up in northern, or yeah, North County, San Diego, Para Explorer Project, and he actually gave me permission to to play this. But this was captured on one of his tours. He also gives late night weekend tours of the ship paranormal investigation tours and a former uh, employee of the ship was the one to ask the question, John, are you back here? And you hear the answer of yes. This was an EVP, not a disembodied voice, but it was, uh, I believe it was captured in the engine room. So, Wow, that it's that's very, very clear. clear. It sounded yeah. like a person. I mean, like yeah. a living person right there. So Exactly. You hear the inhalation too, which is really, and I wasn't there, but yeah. I really do uh, respect the person that's running these tours, and I, I I believe him when he said this was authentic. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, class A. Okay, oh, yeah. Cheryl, next. There's someone at the end of the hall down there. There's someone at the end of the hall down there. Okay. So this it. one. Yeah, this one's a little little tricky because you hear this was a private residence, I think about four years ago, up in Vista. Mm-hmm. And you hear me say or ask, is there someone at the end of the hall down there? And then you hear me, there's a space, and then you hear me say, oh, Lord. That, oh, Lord, and it's just a, a statement. I don't know why I okay, said that. Okay, and then it says yes at the end. Yes, the yes at the end is the actual EVP. Okay. But at the same time that this was captured, I saw... A figure down at the end of the hall so that's why I reacted oh lord like that yeah okay so, let's ooh. play that one more time Cheryl is there someone at the end of the hall down there oh lord is there yeah. someone at the end of the there? hall down there oh and there's that space yeah. through it and you hear like a yes like that that's yeah kind of, that's that's it yeah I, I call it the creepy yes I yeah, guess I could like take out the the part where I say "Oh Lord" just because it confuses people, but it's part of the whole thing, so I left it in. So. Yeah, no, yeah. it makes sense. There's a space between when you say that and then they're answering you, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. and, you can t- yeah. and you can tell it's way different voice, so there's not. Yeah, problem, so. yeah, and there were just three of us there, and it, you know, there we had the house to ourselves. So I know it wasn't any of my other investigators. So very cool, very cool. Yeah. Okay, next one. What are you going to perform tonight? Magic. What are you getting ready for? I need what are you going to perform tonight? <laughs> magic. What are you getting ready music? for? Did it say, say music? Magic. No, did he say magic? Magic. Magic. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Cheryl, <laughs> one more time. Okay, that was the whole thing re- kind of replaying. Do you want me to play it? Okay, well, we'll just be quiet until it's done. Okay, yeah. ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's about 19 seconds. What are you going to perform tonight? Magic. What are you getting ready for? 
What are you going to perform tonight? Magic. What are you getting ready for? Yeah, that is magic. very magic. clear. It's just magic. magic. unbelievable. Really, you hear this and like, you're like, really? But <laughs> I'm also, I, I'm the Southern, or forget the whole thing here. It's been a long day. Sorry. Uh, Southern California Area Research Director for the Ghost Research Society, which is run by Dale Kutzmerich. Um, well-respected uh, person in the field. And they're based out of Chicago. And yeah. this was in 2009 yeah. when the team went to Waverly Hills. And we had a fun little trip. We went to Waverly Hills, did an investigation. We investigated uh, Haunted Bowling Alley in, in Louisville. And then went to Troy Taylor's annual Haunted America conference. And we were investigating. It was three of us down in the dressing room of the very, very active Lincoln Hotel. And it was former GRS members, Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick. And we were down there and you hear me ask, what are you going to perform tonight? And then the EVP of magic. And then you ask, hear me ask, what are you getting ready for? But what's interesting about that is you don't hear us react to it. None of us heard this. And Nicole Tito and I captured it on our recorders, but Lisa did not. So, oh, I love it when that happens. I think that's that, great. Yeah, because she yeah. reviewed it. We all talked about it. And she went back and reviewed it, and yeah, great. Right. So, let's let's play it one more time, Cheryl. What are you going to perform tonight? Magic. What are you getting ready for? One for Chicago. What are you going to perform tonight? <laughs> Magic. What are you getting ready for? That's great. Magic. Okay. Yeah. Magic. Next. Roses, poppies, we all fall. Nice. Ashes, ashes, we all fall. And even in tune too. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. So where was that? This was actually we just talked about it. Former first and third class pool in the in the Queen Mary. Okay. That so, explains the echoiness. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, like all of us, I am very meticulous with my audio. Like, I pretty much account for every uh, noise I hear and vocalization. And we do, this was a controlled session. And some of the child energies, Jackie included, there's a, two or three other children spirits that are often um, sensed in the pool area. So a lot of investigators like to sing these songs like London Bridges is a popular one Ring Around the Rosies another Twinkle Twinkle Star is another so we do we sing it and not sing part of the verse in hopes that the spirit will finish it and that's, that's cool. exactly what what happened here I don't yeah, think it's Jackie though I think it's someone else but just because I I'm familiar with her voice and it doesn't quite sound like her but it could be I mean I don't know but yeah pretty interesting yeah, you do that. We did that at the first Ward House. They do, uh, Old McDonald Had a Farm. Oh, uh, that's a good uh, one. And they'll sing it back. And they're supposed to be able to sing it back. So the first time I we went there, we did it. We actually captured them singing E I E I O, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't tried that yet. I'll have to try that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool. All right, we ready for the next one? What's your mom's name? Oh my goodness. Are we sure that there's no, not anyone up here? Molly? Yes. Molly? Molly? Is that what it says? What's your mom's name? Molly or Holly? We heard, oh, sorry. It was still going on. Now, this was a disembodied voice. As you hear me, we all heard it. And you yeah. hear me saying, oh, my goodness. Because we wanted, we were actually on the Berkeley during the Maritime Ghost Conference in 2010. And it was Pacific Paranormal Investigations, another team here in San Diego. And then me and a couple of other people. And we were down in the boiler room of the Berkeley. And we had been hearing this little girl. And so we actually heard her a couple of times before and after this particular capture. We heard it as mommy, but it could be Molly. Very, very well, I mean, I don't know. But so that's when you hear me say, oh my goodness, you know, I was reacting to yeah. it and I shouldn't have, I should have just kept quiet. But we went upstairs to make sure there was no, you know, child that, you know, somehow got on the ship and, or anyone outside, because there's a parking lot outside and sound carries there. It's part of the Maritime Museum here in San Diego and care and sound carries. And there was absolutely no one. It was about two thirty three in the morning. Hmm. So let's, yeah. Yeah, let's listen to it one more time. What's your mom's name? Oh my goodness. Are we sure that there's no, not anyone up here? Yes. It sounds like Molly. I hear it as Molly. Yeah, it sounds like Molly. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have, you know what I might do is add that on our website and say, you know, Mommy or Molly, because that's interesting. No one's ever heard Molly before, but now that I hear that, I mm -hmm. see where it can possibly be that. And that yeah. would be, that's actually better. That's like more of an intelligent answer than if she just... Although if you're asking a little kid, what's your mom's name, mommy, you know, mommy, I mean, that exactly. makes sense too. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Do so. we have more, Cheryl? We have two more. Okay. okay. A couple more questions and then we move on. That was pretty interesting. Right at the end? Yeah. Okay. I believe. So, what well, that might be in there, but what this is actually from the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe, and we were in uh, a room called the Mayor Domo Room, also known as the Western Room, and this is a part of our tour where we do an ITC a demonstration um, with, uh, it's not the PSB7 or PSB11 spirit box, uh, blanking on me, the one that we use. But uh, Juan Gonzalez, I mentioned him earlier, is is really, uh, I don't know if he's starting to know us now or, or what, but um, is really um, starting to be very communicative. And um, so you hear Allie, uh, one of our team members, say, can you use this device to tell us your name? Oh, no, no, sorry, that's the next one. Hello, getting ahead of myself. I was talking about the previous question that we had asked which will come next and you hear me say oh that was pretty interesting and we get a spanish response of oh was it Sp okay i thought because i actually thought maybe it said don't leave too let's listen to it again 
Oh, that would be, hey, you know what? It might be. This is why I love people to listen to this, because you never know. Maybe a couple more questions and then we move on. That was pretty interesting. I think he says don't leave because you say we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's either don't and, leave or I believe. It's one you of know, those and things. what's interesting about this, too, and it, it, I want to mention a theory that I have about audio. And I feel that if, you know how certain people hear certain things, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think just because one person hears one thing and another person hears another, they may both be correct. Because if you think about it, maybe a spirit has the capability, if they want to impart more than one emotion or more than one feeling, maybe that's how they do it. Okay, I'm going to let these people hear this, I'm going to let these people hear that, and maybe that's their way of of making sure that their entire message gets across. It could very well be. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I hear C, but I, I can see where it, you know, maybe it is. You never know. Patty says she hears I believe with a Mexican accent. No way. All right. Awesome. All right. This is All why right. I love this. I love, I love this. <laughs> I love it. All right, Cheryl, last one. Okay. You can use this device to tell us what your name is. Juan. You can use yeah. this device to tell yeah. us what your name is. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I actually got got teary-eyed when that came through. And yeah, he's actually come through with his name a few other times. And it's just, you know, to be making that effort to communicate with the spirit and to have that spirit come through. There's just that really, it's it's a moment, you know? And I I get all fuzzy when that happens. It's just like you said earlier. It's just... When you have a love for something, you know, it shows. So And it never stops being cool. Exactly. <laughs> well said, Karen. I never get I never get a piece of evidence that I just go, Oh uh, you know, it's always know, like Yeah. Just as exciting <laughs> as the one that came before it and the very first one. You know, the last one yeah. is exciting as the first one. Mm. Yep. So so what's this new book you have here? Is that uh, something uh, you've been wanting to do? or? Well, actually, I love writing, and I love the paranormal. So mm-hmm. one day I was like, oh, well, I don't really think I'm going to get in the boat and kind of row the boat of writing books and see how that turns out. So uh, when I met Dale Katzmerich in 2008 at a, a conference up in Fresno, that's when I um, really hit it off with Dale and his um, uh, assistant, his uh, research assistant. And so that's when I learned about the team and the, the whole, you know, Southern California research position that they have, um, which is voluntary. I don't get paid or anything for it. Um, I made it sound position like it's a job. But nope. It's uh, pure voluntary. But then I learned about their publishing company, and I was like, wow, I, I have some great ideas for, for some books. And so that's when, um, in 2009, I wrote The Field Guide to Southern California Hauntings. It was my very first book, and it's in dire need of a revision because there are a lot more places that I could have added to it. So who knows, maybe one day. And then in 2010, I wrote The... Haunted Queen of the Seas, The Living Legend of the RMS Queen Mary, and that's actually a book, obviously, about the Queen Mary, but it 
is an overview of its history and paranormal. So it's basically I braid the history with the paranormal. But this next one that is not out yet, it'll be out in October. I'm just kind of doing the finishing um, touch-ups here, and then it goes to the editor. But that one is like a sister book to The Haunted Queen of the Seas, but it delves more into, it's a more um, uh, focused look at the types of hauntings aboard the ship and, and the spirits. But I, I, my purpose is not to just say, oh, hey, the ship is haunted here, that's all, and leave it at that. My purpose is to, by talking about its spiritual energy and, and its, its hauntings, my, my purpose is to try to highlight those that, you know, stepped aboard her deck many years ago and connect the souls of her past with the souls of the present. So right. I have a few, um, uh, I just had another moment. I, said, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm like <laughs> brain farts all night Yeah, I was going to say, we call those brain farts. Uh, well, They'll get more frequent the older you get. Um, I have, I <laughs> yeah, that's question. true. I have a question from Bob in chat. He wants yeah. to know if you have encountered any of the sailor spirits from the escort ship it sank. Oh, excellent question. Absolutely. For those that aren't, I don't know how much time we have. Are we good with time? Uh, we have like about five to nine minutes Okay, I'll, I'll keep it kind of, I'll try to keep it short. When it's hard, when I talk about the Queen Mary, I tend to ramble on. Anyways, um, the HMS Curacao was a World War I um, British escort ship for the Queen Mary during, during World War II. Now, because the Queen Mary was such a hot target, her and her sister ship, the RMS Elizabeth, um, Queen Elizabeth, excuse me, RMS Queen Elizabeth, they were such hot targets, um, and, you know, Hitler had rewards out for any skipper who could sink the Queen Mary and her sister ship. So for that reason, the Navy had mandated orders for the Queen Mary to, to uh, have a move at, uh, at a zigzag motion. So it was, you know, a, a constant effort on the part of the Curacao and the Queen Mary to know their locations at all times. So what ended up happening is, uh, and it was later ruled in, in, in the court that... Um, the Curacao at first was at fault, but then it went back, and then so two. Then it was ruled again that two thirds of the fault lied with the Curacao, and one third lied with the Queen Mary. Um, to my knowledge, that's that's the percentage breakdown. But um, so the Curacao miscalculated, and for that reason, the Queen Mary sliced in half the Curacao, hit it, and sliced in half the the escort ship. Uh, and that ship sunk, uh, over 300 men passed away as a result. The Queen Mary's captain at that time, Captain Gordon um, Illing Illingworth, he pondered whether or not to stop the Queen Mary to help the surviving men, but he chose to keep going because if he had done that, most likely the Queen Mary would have been sunk too. So the soldiers on board the ship, the Queen Mary at the time, all they could do was throw out life preservers and you know they witnessed horrific scenes because they saw the men burning and 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 the Kirikoan men dying and going down with their ship and uh, you know it was a really tragic scene so the Queen Mary struck the Curacao on her 
her bow, it was kind of more based on, it's hard to judge based on the pictures, but it's kind of more on the port side of her bow. And so she did sustain some damage, but she was repaired. But to this day, uh, people have heard the residual cries and screams of what we all believe are the Kirikon sailors from the Curacao in that exact area. There's an area on the ship called Ardeck Forward, which used to house the Titanic exhibit in the early 90s. But if you go real forward to where there were carpenter store or carpenter, um, I, I think um, not staterooms, but places for some of the workmen to stay, the very, very forward of the bow in that particular area, that's where a lot of people hear these men crying out. I have heard them, and believe me, it's 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 very it's saddening. I had to leave the area when I did, and it's I um, have done some ITC work in there because that's an area where the ship does get reception for ITC, and we have received interesting answers there. Not necessarily about the you know from the Kirikoan men, but just you know answers to like what war are we in. To, you know, how many men passed away on the Curacao? We've gotten answers coming through the box of 300, which is about right. Um, so it's it's a very interesting area. But if you do go to the ship and you do hear that residual sound of crying men in that area, it's it's it'll tug on your heartstrings. It's very hard. Yeah, so. it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Um, this is the point where we let anybody who comes on our show shamelessly self-promote because, you know, you got bills to pay and books to Aww. share and things like that. So tell tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, where they can find your books, the titles of your books, websites, all of that good stuff. Okay. Well, I do have a website um, on the Queen Mary. It's my own little it's, – it's my way of – Devote, it's like my little devotion to the ship. And that is a spiritedqueenmary.com. So S-P-I-R-I-T-E-D, spiritedqueenmary.com, all one word. And then the San Diego Paranormal Research Society has a lot of information on the website. Um, and that is San Diego Paranormal Research, all one word.com. So San Diego Paranormal Research.com. And then I'm on Facebook. You can find me at Nicole PISD is um, facebook.com backslash Nicole PISD. And then also um, SDPRS is on Facebook too. And that's just if you go on facebook.com, it's um, slash the acronym S is in Sam, D is in dog, P is in Paul, RS. And, um, you know, I the books are on Amazon, they're on barnesandnoble.com. You can also go to ghostresearch.org um, and then go to the uh, Ghost Research Society Press page and order from there. So, but I, I'm in terms of books, I'm the Queen Mary's coming out in October, but I have a couple more that I'd like that I'm working on as well that I hope to get out next year. So, but yeah, um, cool. yeah if, if, if anyone's listening that would like to have me speak at their conference or anything, I'd be more than willing to do that. I know the Port Gamble Ghost Conference is coming up. I'm really excited about that. I really had a great time at the um, Oregon um, Ghost Conference. That was amazing. 
there's I really like the energy of paranormal research up in the Pacific Northwest. It's it's just yeah, I, I, we rock it out up here. You do rock it. I'm gonna say you guys do rock. So it'll be really great to see you know a lot of my Pacific Northwest buddies again in a little bit. I'm so sorry you won't be there, but hopefully if I go early, we can hang out. Yeah, but, we can. Um, I, I, I can take yeah. you some haunted places in the area. Heck we'll be yeah. good. We'll have a good time. Yeah, I'll treat you to dinner. <laughs> there we go. That sounds so, good. But yeah, right. but I mean, yeah, I, this has been great. This is one yeah. of the best shows. I do a lot of shows. I know you guys do too, but this is among my favorites. I, I, re, I really like it. This, this Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thanks. So, we're so happy that you could come on and yeah. hope that you'll come back when you when your next book comes out. Let us know, yeah. and we'll we'll have another chat. Yeah, yeah, we can make it a Queen Mary special. That'd be there great. There we go. Okay, well, right, thank guys. you. Nicole Strickland, everybody, thank you so much for coming on. All right, so, Chuck, <sighs> have you had your hunger for the Queen Mary sated no. for this evening? No, no. no really no. want to go. No, I have, like, I only got, like, an eighth of what I wanted to talk I about. Know. You know, I just... Well, I'll just be... You know, feel free to. Are you, I'm just going to Facebook friend you, and then we're going to chat. Yeah, let's there do you that. go. There you go. Absolutely. But I, right. you know, part of my website, I blog about my experiences on the ship, and I'm way behind that, so I need to, oh. to work on that. Yeah, but, I know. Um, my my blog is sorely out of date. I've been a little busy. Uh, so is mine. Yeah. yeah, I need to actually. I still have not done this. Shame on me. I need to put the banners up for. Paranormal Underground Radio and then the magazine. That's right. I, I well, still haven't. Cheryl sent me the the links, but I haven't put them up yet. Okay. Shame well, on me. All right. And, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to mention for our listeners um, is that you're, you have an article in August. Right. In Paranormal Underground Magazine. So, and with that, Cheryl, that's a good time to talk magazine business. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, Cheryl, come on. Come on and tell our tell our listeners what's going on. Yeah, I just want to thank um, Nicole for joining us tonight. Um, I I I mean I know we barely scratched the surface, but um, Nicole, like you said, is writing for the magazine, and um, the Yay. first the first article is about the Queen Mary is going to be in the August issue, and um, hopefully that will be up by the twenty first. But anyway, right around there somewhere around there so that's going to be good awesome. so, yeah check that out um, right now our latest issue is online at paranormalunderground.net and um, you can check it out there alright and radio, radio show yeah radio show uh, upcoming next week now that, now that we're both back yes, yes. Yes, very no. good. I just took an extra week off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no I hope biggie. I don't just fine. Don't worry about it. I was okay. I was okay. I know. Yeah. Well, next week, hopefully you both will be here to talk to our good friend, Jack Kenna. And Jack is the invest- is an investigator with Spirits of New England and Rensselaer Paranormal Research. And, Jack, and a heck of a guy. A heck of a yeah. guy. Jack has been on oh, our show before. He's written for the magazine plenty of times. And um, we love to talk to Jack. So... Check it out next Thursday. All right. Ooh, I can't wait to turn. I'm going to tune in on that. Do <laughs> tune, tune in. in on every Thursday. That's right. Tune in on <laughs> yeah. Thursday nights. We have the best guests and we have a good time. And the other thing is that our listeners are so fantastic. I'm saying this just to stroke Aww, their egos awesome. now. We 
we love our listeners and they ask great questions in chat and yep. they suggest guests for us and so we really we really appreciate our listeners and and you know then we appreciate our listener Patty who texts me during the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love Patty. Right? Oh, she's uh, I know. All right, so Jack Canna next week and do we have guests scheduled for the next coming the next couple coming weeks then Cheryl or are we sort we of sure a, do. we sure do in we're a gonna, holding pattern we're going to talk some uh, UFO spacecraft identification with David uh, Campione and I don't even know if that's how you say his last name it could be Campione but uh, yes um, we'll, we'll figure it out before he comes on the air yep and then yeah. uh, the week after that September 3rd we're going to be talking some out of body experience with author Daryl E. Berry Jr. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, I'm so excited. And, <laughs> and then we have uh, Betsy Balega, who is the author of Be Mystic on. And we have a few more guests lined up, a little bit off, so I'm just going to hold off. But we've got some great topics uh, coming up. Sounds cool. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait sense. to tune in. Exciting. <laughs> Exciting. Hey. Hey, oh, did yeah. you see that the, the there's a book that came out called Ghostly Encounters, and we we actually made it into the appendix of that said I book. did see that. Right. Oh, that's cool. great. I, I know where I get this giant package. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck is this? And then I go, because I remember <laughs> nice. them like email me a couple times saying, you know, hey, we're you know we're picking uh, selecting uh, different people from every state, you know, that we that that we like, you know, to put in the book. Would you like to be in? And I go, sure, why not? You know, it's just an appendix. You know, I mean, so he's like, yeah, sure. And all of a sudden. The other day, I got the book, and sure enough, there it was. It's actually a cool book, too. There you go. What's it called again? Uh, it's called Ghostly Encounters. Is that is it available Barnes and Noble? I believe it is on Amazon. I just came, it just came out, so I haven't. I, I believe oh, it's I get it. It's all in your standard things. Who's but, the yeah. author, Chuck? Oh my God, Francis Kiermean. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. Hang on. Okay. Oh no, that's from 2002. I'm a sucker for any books about ghosts. Mostly encounters, confessions of confessions of a paranormal investigator. Jeff Scott Cole. Yes. And Jonathan Robson. Jonathan. Okay. You just took my thunder, didn't you, sister? I did. I feel like I needed to do that. I took a week off. I need to reassert my dominance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, I'll just sit around and be quiet then. <laughs> little, Fine. little friendly competition, everybody. It's okay. Yeah, bring it it's on, right. sister. Oh, yeah. I am bring so, it on. I am so competitive with Chuck. Oh, yeah. We're just so competitive. Chuck missed me during the weeks that we were Yes, off. I did. I did yes. miss you. I always oh. miss you. Every once was. in a while, I'd get a little sad message. Hey. <laughs> What are you doing? I go, what are you doing, sis? She's like, oh, uh, nothing. Cooking or something. Just, working you know. on my book. Yeah. Whatever, my, yeah. It's probably going, working on my book. Don't leave me alone, you weirdo. By the well, way. You know, I get rolling on the book, and I I just finished the, uh, the Crystal Healing book for my yeah. publisher, which is really cool. Ooh. And then I should be starting, like, tomorrow or this weekend on a new cookbook. I'm waiting for that book, too, by the way, oh, The Crystal okay. Healing. I can't that. Well, The Crystal Healing is about six months away, Chuck, but I told you I'll send you a copy. <laughs> Do you see the way she sweetly reprimands me? In a very no, that wasn't a sweet reprimand. No, said, uh, I'll send you a copy. And your voice gets high, too, when you do that, see? You go, la, 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 la. Uh-huh, okay. You know, here's the thing, is that I am, like... <laughs> I, I live with all of these know-it-all men in my house, right? And I haven't been right in 
<clears throat> probably 18 years. What's the story? <laughs> what? You know, you know, I'm just teasing you. I love you. So I haven't been right in 18 years, so I feel like this is the place where I can assert my rightness. Oh, great. So I have to I have to get the brunt of it because of those guys. Good going, guys. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty okay. much. I'll take it. I'll take it for you, sister. If it makes you feel better, I will take it. Yeah, and I think I think um, since we had our last show, since we were off air, we did an investigation at a um, undisclosed location here in town that that we're the only team that's ever investigated, and it was the second time we've been in, and it was super intense. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. We have to we have to go through all of the stuff. We put up a lot of cameras. You know, here's the problem with putting up a lot of cameras. You yeah, have to review them. Sister, you have to go through all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> less, yeah. Less, less stuff. So, all right. So, wait. So, you went there. So, give me one thing that really stands out. One thing. About what? That happened that stands out. On that you... investigation? Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, you know, so it's really hard to say because I can't, because if I, if I talk about it, then it will it will give away the location kind of okay. um but i will say that we we got a certain set of names okay All right so and we we his, we were there's enough record of this place because it's a historical location locally okay. there's right. enough record of this place that we were able to historically search our historian not we when i say we i mean heather not me right. um heather did the research and she found like facts to corroborate this set of facts that we received oh. uh, while we were in the investigation. That's the, isn't that the cream? That's the cream on top of the, I don't even know what the word is. Cream on top of the coffee. Uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when the historical research bears out information yes. that you receive when you're investigating. And so we had that happen and that was really cool, but this is a place that just has a really, really heavy energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that some of the spirits there probably weren't the nicest people in life. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you and, get the ones, you know. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, it it makes for an interesting and very different type of investigation when you're in amongst a population of spirits that are not the nicest. <laughs> and I'm not saying they're evil. I'm just saying they're no, not super. They're strange. not super nice. Well, why? Well, I have a question for you. Why do spirits always like to swear? They like to swear at me. I don't understand. Oh, why and this place, swear this place, they do, and they swear at women. So yeah, it's with that, you know, it's like okay, you did it when you're alive. You don't have to do it now. I, you can't. It's not like he takes soap and wash their mouth out because they don't have mouths. So there's not really that much you can do about it, you know. Right. It is. But we're we're really grateful that we were able to investigate it, and we hope that we will be able to again. Um, it's they've been really good about us coming in both of these two times, and and so hopefully they'll continue to allow us to come in because I feel like it, it could use some ongoing stuff. But at the same time, um, you know. Those are spirits that you'd really like to move on so that they're no longer ego identified with the not very nice people that they probably were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't have any investigations coming up right now. I'm trying to work on the Majestic Theater that's in Kankakee, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, so, we're trying to, because I love, you know, historical buildings. For some reason, I have this fetish with theaters, too, when they're, especially when they're Ooh, older, yeah. they're just, just the coolest yeah. things. I mean, I've done the Egyptian theater twice. and That's never... because actors are creative and wonderful people. People who hang out in theaters are these creative, 
Yeah, cool the, so, yeah, yeah. That, we did the Arcada Theater in St. Charles. Oh my God, that was so cool. We we're playing trigger music and stuff like that. And the the, the spirits were like, it was they'd be talking, and then we we played some music, and then we'd get all silent, and then we stopped the music, and then we like, do you want us to do more? And you'd hear someone go, yes, okay, start playing again, you know. So they were just totally oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Not a lot of the cool others are awesome. We have another one coming up soon, possibly a one in Riverside. But yeah. yeah, I love investigating theaters. I love it. I've only done the one. Oh, Nicole, you know what? Then the Port Gamble Theater is pretty yeah. active. Ooh, are they going to have? have uh, hopefully, <laughs> keep, keep your fingers crossed because um, yeah. I've had some. I've gotten some really cool stuff in the theater there, so it's definitely something that you might want to. Uh, Check out if oh, you yeah. get the opportunity. The other place in Port Gamble is the Walker Ames House. And um, I yes. know people love the Walker. I hate the Walker Ames House. The energy in there is it's it just doesn't mesh with mine. And okay. so I go in there and yeah. I feel very disturbed and very upset oh. the, the entire time I'm there. I so, actually have to read the history up on the house. I don't know anything about it. So I need no, to do yeah. that before I go so I'm knowledgeable. But yeah, I you know, some places I, I go to I, I get the same way. It's just like, yeah. uh, it doesn't really do it for me. So Yeah, well totally Port, Gamble is, Port Gamble is fabulous. It's just it's awesome. it's wonderful and it's the the entire town is haunted and it's a really neat place um and people love the walker ames house and and i don't but the other thing that i found about the walker ames house in port gamble i gotta be fast because we're almost done here i see is that um the spirits there seem to get played out pretty quickly they get very tired so when there's been an event there or a lot of people going through you want to be in the first group not the last group okay good because they 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 shut down so yeah yeah. Okay. That's so good to know. Yeah. So with that, with that wonderful advice for all of you who should go to the Port Gamble Ghost Conference in October, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's like portgamble.com or something. Just search Port Gamble. Google Port Gamble Ghost Conference. Google it. Google is a wonderful thing, folks. All right. So next week, Jack Kenna. Looking forward to that because Jack has been with the magazine since almost its inception, maybe since its inception, and he's a heck of a guy. We love him. And so we're looking forward to talking to him. And um, to you, our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you, Nicole, for, for coming on. We'll be back oh, next week. Thank you. 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. No, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thanks for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio here on the Hazy Radio Network. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.